For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh, uh. We got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite college baseball podcast, Believe in College Baseball. We are your hosts. I am Alan Stiles with Orlando Razo, and thank you for listening, as always. You're probably listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, or Luminary, but if you didn't know, you can listen on all those platforms. Now you know, and while you're there, be sure to download this episode and past episodes and subscribe and also rate us. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't, don't give us five stars, but please let us know why. Orlando, how are you doing? Uh, been better, been better for sure. We, uh, yeah, 2020 did a 2020 again. 2020 is undefeated. Yeah. Um, to be honest, you know, to the listeners, we do have some, good college baseball information to share with you that we think a lot of people don't know about just because of how it kind of showed up and the lack of promotion and how every it's nobody's fault it's really just how everything is in 2020 just trying to get some college baseball out there but we are going to talk about you know the current events and um the aftermath of the murder of george floyd and everything like that so just to let you know we're going to start with college baseball and we're probably going to end with just some thoughts on that i just wanted to make you aware so let's not waste any more time what we're talking about is the cbsi the collegiate baseball summer invitational it's the collegiate summer baseball invitational but the we collegiate are... summer baseball invitational there you go yeah no that may your name was better though i liked your name more i thought i had it nailed you know i don't I, I, I'm not looking at it on my phone. I was like, okay, I can pull out my phone later. I at least got this part. Clearly I didn't, but that's okay. Well, that's I was okay. just like, I mean, if I, I would know that college and baseball S and I, for me, like invitational institution, like, you know, you just never know what those. Yeah, that's true. With those words. That's true. So basically long story short to everyone listening that doesn't know there's college baseball or collegiate summer baseball going on right now. They are in Texas. I'm not completely sure the city, um, but it's four teams. It ends on, I think they said the championships on Saturday because they're playing today. Today's third, but we're recording this on Thursday. Um, and yeah, if you look at the list of players, there's some guys, we got some Pac-12 talent, some SEC talent. Uh, we got some junior college guys. So we're not quite sure how they picked these players it might have been just a hearsay thing but for anybody curious they you know they're basically doing the same thing that the nba has said they're going to do they're all in a bubble they've all been tested but it is pretty wild even if you've been watching 
the KBO, you know, the coaches and um, uh, umpires have masks on. They, it looks like a normal day in Texas where they're playing this invitational besides the fact that there are no fans. But it is a little refreshing or very refreshing to just watch baseball. Anytime you just have a live sporting event where it's like, you know, I've heard it so many times since the shutdown, it's just, you know, the uncertainty of sports is always just having that is always awesome. Right. And just like, it's so refreshing to see something happening live. Yeah. Like we've just been watching movies and repeats and all that shit. And so just watching something live happening where we're just not sure the outcome is, and it's just a it's a bonus that it's college baseball. Exactly. Because at this point, I mean, we've talked about UFC. It's awesome UFC's on. But it's just so awesome that that what's coming back is college baseball. And it's like – and not only that, it's not the elite of the elite. We're not watching the elite of the elite. Exactly. Like we're watching kids – it's a melting pot. It's a medley of kids from every single which way possible. Yeah, and if so if you have cable, um, it, you go – you know, no offense to – the C the C S B I is that right this time? C S B I, correct. Yeah, no offense. They are selling to uh, a package to uh, to watch the games and shout out to them. You know, get your money. But they are playing it on ESPN two. So if you have ESPN two, you can watch it on ESPN two. And I haven't seen I hadn't seen one commercial. Nothing, nothing about the the C S B I. But right. I mean, like you said, the fact that it's even on. Who cares about the lack of promotion? It's on. Yeah, so, so I don't, sports are on. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I what type of promo? What type of promos do you run though? Because the KBO, their only reason they have like little commercials for that is because they probably have so much film they can fire off. These guys are in some random summer league jerseys. The team names are like they all have the acronym, the collegiate, the CSBI, yeah. and then they just have names and. You know, not to make light of any situation, but it's a little ironic, uh, the team names that they have. There's four teams, and the team names are Unity, Freedom, Liberty, and Independence. So um, just what with the climate of what's going on right now, I'm sure they had them made before, but timing is everything. And look, it's a positive way to look at things. Like I said, we'll get into the current events later. but yeah, it's it's a very interesting situation, all of it. You know, they had guys today hitting 92, 93. Um, and I'm definitely going to be watching throughout the rest of the weekend. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But I'm interested on just like how this started. And I know we were planning on, on getting into this, but, you know, a lot of these guys, I'm sure maybe they're not in the, the top 10 rounds, but I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are actually going to be, get picked up. This is yeah. this is important for a lot of these players. Yeah, and it's kind of wild because they oh, these guys haven't been on a baseball field, dude. No, and I think this is for the first time in so long. I'm sure they've been able to hit and and but like right. nothing's game like unless bro. unless like, you're the on. unless you're the Denholms and your brother's a pitcher, you're not getting live ABs. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, it, it was very interesting. Like, the rules are super random. Basically, I'm watching the game, and a player let go of his bat. And there's so there's no actual rules as to whether it's wood or aluminum. So he let go of his wood bat, and it went flying, and he grabbed an aluminum bat. And, like, the announcers were talking about it for the next three innings. They're like, is this the first time in live baseball a player has started an at-bat with a wood bat? 
I'm like, well, clearly no, because summer ball, I feel like it happens all the time, but it was pretty funny. I mean, there's just no rules in this league. There's no rules. No, I love that. Yeah. Next, next thing you know, the guy's going up there with like a minus five, like just without, without yeah. even knowing. Like what was it even called F, before F4. BB core? What was that? Beezers. B-E-S-R. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. I would definitely. Just one time I would love to see someone go up there with like if, a stealth. If nobody is checking and, and like we said, I'm pretty sure I, I, I wouldn't understand why anyone that's not draft eligible would be here. I don't understand it. It's a random weekend. The draft is June 10th, so basically next week. That's why they're there. But, again, like you said, there's only five rounds. So you don't go from, whoa. If you, if you go, like, if someone goes, like, 10 for 15 with five bombs, maybe. But you're probably not going to sneak in to the five. I haven't seen anyone so far that it's like, oh, okay, this guy is going to go this year. So they're basically right. like, let's try to get signed. I've, yeah, that's what it really is. It's just yeah. like who can uh, – it's just a showcase of who can get signed. But like I said, like that's that's tough, man. You haven't played baseball in what, like two and a half, three months, three right. months? But to, to four, your point, but to your point, like we were talking about before with the – and they talked about it on the on the broadcast – with the plethora of players that are coming in next year, they're probably like, please, like I will go if I get signed because I don't know what's going to happen in school next year. Like even if I was having a good year or whatever the case may be, I'm coming back to a battle, like regardless of what's going on. Right. And I'm sure a lot of the good coaches have communicated that too. Like, right. Hey, like look, look for your opportunities because next year we're bringing in, we have, 55 guys yeah you know coming yeah. in next year so i would definitely try and and see what opportunities are out there yeah it was it was um yeah it was interesting to hear them talk about it and we haven't really talked we've talked about how it looks now but essentially what the broadcasters were saying was that what's going on right now will basically take four to five years to clear out which I guess it makes sense. They're just saying whoever shows up next year, once they're finally graduating, things will even out. But that's crazy. So that sucks. It's going to be, it's essentially, you could call it like the post, what they're going to give it a name. Like, you know, how we have like the gorilla bat era or whatever. The we, dead was, ball era. The dead ball era. Like, there's going to be like the corona the post, era. Yeah. Like the post paleontoic era. era. The paleontoic era, how they say, like, the dinosaurs. Exactly. And this is yeah. going to be an era where a bunch of people that usually would not be in college are in college. And it's going to be beautiful for the next four to five years, like they said. And also, they alluded to the fact that kind of how we we called it, you know, we, we could be scouts right now. Um, and they agreed that the draft yeah, never should have been 40, 40 rounds. But they said there, it's probably going to be 20 next year. So – it's happening. Like everything that we've talked about and what, you know, this pandemic is leading to, it's really in motion. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, I, I think that was going to happen. Like I said, no matter what, this just all expedited the process, mm -hmm. but seriously, like the biggest thing in all of this, we could look ahead to, to what's going to happen and, and we can speculate on, on, you know, roster size and all that much. The biggest thing is that, for this weekend we get live baseball yeah we get right and it's and it's not shit either like it's still at a pretty high level um yeah. and, I mean, and you also oh yeah. get 
I also love college sports because it's so authentic in the sense like 18 to 22 year old kids are going to make mistakes. Like yeah. I was watching the college golf championship that's been replaying like late night. Mm-hmm. I was watching that and it's like making me feel so good about my golf game. Cause like these kids are missing, you know, these five, six, that, that's what makes it good. And then there's another kid that makes it, makes a, you know, a 15 foot putt to, to send them to the natty. Right. So like, that's just what I love about college sports is that it's just back. It's back right. and it's slowly it, incrementally getting there. Right. Um, and eventually, you know, we're going to, we're going to be all the way back with stuff to talk about. There was uh yeah. Latroy Hawkins is, is one of the coaches. I saw that great setup. man. So that was, yeah, that was great funny. Setup. And if anyone is curious, I already checked. The uh, invitational is not on FanDuel. So you can save your time. Uh, they got KBO still going, but but no college baseball on FanDuel. I don't know if college baseball was actually ever on FanDuel, but I mean it's been on uh, like the College World Series has always. Mm, yeah, but that makes my, sense though. My last point to to all this is that I this is gonna sound weird, but I love old guys in college sports. You know, okay. like the the you know, like the fifth year senior, the sixth oh, like, year senior. Oh, like just yeah. like the, the Brandon Whedon. You know, yeah. the Brandon yeah. Whedons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so like we're gonna get a ton of those. We're gonna have like right. We're gonna have so many like twenty four year old, twenty five year old just yeah, guys. Man. That are, well, I did we talk about this on the last I can't remember if we talked about it on the episode or if we text about it. One of, you know, fan of the show, Coach Valenzuela from uh, from Long Beach State, one of his guys I saw was in that situation where they this they just graduated this year. I don't know if he was a redshirt or not, but clearly he has another year of eligibility. But he literally said, "Hey, I'm deciding to hang up my spikes, you know, because I'm I'm graduating." And it's funny, like I don't know the guy, and he might have a bunch of different stuff going on, but. Hindsight, I've seen this joke going around because of 2020 and how crazy it's been, but hindsight is 2020. And we've talked about this on the show before. You know, when I finished and, you know, knew I wasn't going to get drafted, probably wasn't going to get signed, I did like a half hearted look for to play overseas and checked out a couple indie ball. But it's like you're either playing, you know, down the street or you have to go to, a random, you know, state or something like that. So I, I, I wouldn't say I regret it too much. I think I would have tried harder to play overseas to at least see somewhere else, but I would hope that a lot of guys do really think it through because I know how I felt being a red shirt senior and feeling old at 23, you know, and saying, dang, you know, um, I'm pretty old to still be in school and you're hanging out with friends and, you're making jokes with the freshmen. They don't even know what you're talking about. But I'll tell you what, now that I'm 30, playing at 24, another year of college baseball, sounds amazing. Like, awesome. Especially if you know, okay, I'm not getting drafted, right? Like, I'm basically just here to have a good time and just do the best Part-time I can. Part-time student. Part-time student. Like, that sounds amazing to me. So, to no anybody listening, and, I, and like I said, I know that kid probably did what's best for him, but just coming from someone who, you know, a, a wise man, somebody on my team, what he said to me the, first, the last game we played when I was a senior, so he was a year older, he became a grad assistant. And the last game ended, and typical Allen, I had rolled over to second base. 
And I didn't make the last out of the game, but the game eventually ended. I think I went three for five in my last game. So nothing to sneeze about, but I'm sit on the, I, sitting on the bench and, you know, it's just uh, muscle memory. So I sit down, I start to take off my cleats and he said, Hey man, I'm gonna tell you right now, your, you just your sit feet, here. Your feet smell like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You need, yeah. You need some <laughs> baby powder. But second of all, um, you should just take your time taking those off because you are probably never going to put them back on again. And besides a couple random adult leagues, I joined like a year or two after graduating, like, which clearly isn't the same. I never did. And like that really hit home for me. And for anybody that is thinking, well, I don't want to be 24 and I'm not going to get drafted. It's really not about that at this point. What's the difference? You weren't, yeah, sure. You weren't going to get drafted working an office job. You know, like my parents said to me, you have your whole life to work. And I was really in a rush to kind of, you get salty. I didn't get drafted. I'm done. I'm over it. But if you have an opportunity to get another year, because you lost the year, I would take advantage. If you ride the pine, whatever. Who cares? You get to have so much fun in college. That's just less responsibility. Just less. There's no rules in college. There's rule. There's no rules. There's barely any repercussions. That's not saying to go out and do whatever you want. But I'm just saying there's there's not a lot of there's not a no. lot of shit that you get held accountable for in college. Right. So yeah, from coming from the the 25 year old that left college early, like oh you left after junior shit. year. So I was a redshirt junior. I still had two gotcha. years of eligibility though, because I gotcha. had the I got hurt. I had the medical red shirt for mm-hmm. my sophomore year, and then I had my red shirt. Red so you were on my... track to be a 24-year-old. I would have been, yeah, you I would have been, been like, I could have been one of the oldest players in the country. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I was like, I want to play pro. I also did like, have a better opportunity than a lot of people like right. where I was drafted and all that stuff. So, like, it was pretty hard not to take that. Right. But at the same right. time, looking back on it, it's like, God, like, all my friends stayed for – one more year, like all my yeah, best friends. Like but that's my different best friends stayed for one more year. I, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. That's but I mean, the, yeah, I see what you're saying, but you can't turn down a chance correct. To, to play professional baseball. I'm saying leaving because you know you probably won't play professional baseball versus unless your coach, you know, uh, like some of the guests we've had before says to you, like, fam, you're clogging up my whole pipeline. Or, or tra- you can transfer, too. Like, don't, right. if you have, like, a, you know, like, a decent batting average, just transfer. You know, like, transfer and try to walk on if you're like, hey, I just want to be a roster spot or whatever. And you're proven it's still another year that you will never get back. You have your whole life to work a normal job. Trust us. If you could play overseas anywhere, like, mm-hmm. if you wish, like, any country had an overseas league, where would it be? Oh, well, that's interesting because I love like, cause my mom is Panamanian. So I've been to Panama oh, multiple dope. times, but that's not, that's technically not overseas. So over, well, it's over the Panama canal. So that's sure. Is, but I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't pick seas. I, salt water. Let's see. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, well, like what? Like a, I mean, Brazil, so I, I, Brazil my, my, with me, with me, is like a no-brainer if italy italy does have a league by the way that's such a basic answer italy come on are you kidding what are you what what am i gonna say like 
I'm to saying bad. Egypt. Like, I'll play what, in what Egypt. You... I get. No, I hit a bomb that goes on it. the pyramid. I want go. Hit, Sorry, I, hit I do pyramid. not want to play in Egypt. Could you imagine a summer in Egypt? Like that would be okay. so. Actually, hot. actually, I got one for summer. you. Could you like if you had to play summer ball? If like they just shipped you all around the world, like <laughs> shit. Like I got Egypt. No, like, no, I, I want to be an archaeologist when I was a kid. That's why I said Egypt. But here's where I would pick. So don't judge me, but um. You know, I watch a good amount of MTV and Lindsay Lohan had a show about her like beach club in uh, Mykonos, Greece. Greece is lit. Greece. I would Greece play would in be, Greece in you know a what? second. Next show, next show, this is what we're doing. We're doing top five best summer ball destination and okay. bottom five summer ball. Oh, I don't know what we should do bottom. We don't want people getting like offended. What are you talking about? Well, what makes it but, the bottom? Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be really offended. Uh, or the the North Koreans, I'm sure, are going to be. Well, look, we got to, you know, they arms. might be listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, so maybe not the bottom five. I guess best five. Just best five. We're trying Just to be five. positives. Right. I don't know. Neg- negative kind of plays. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll, leave it I'll do you. like an honorable. You match. can do one. You can do one. I don't know that I will <laughs> my, participate. My, wor- my worst. <laughs> my worst five places to play ball. Yeah, Alan set this segment. <laughs> my <out>. column. <laughs> right. Yeah, my column. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah. So you know, just to wrap up all of that, just so anybody is, in case anybody is curious, there's college baseball on this weekend. Um, ESPN two championship on Saturday. Some uh, mostly D one te- everything, but I see, I saw a lot of D one. Uh, schools on there we got NAIA uh, junior college I think it's just a lot of guys trying to get that last look and maybe get picked up and hey why not Um, mine as well so yeah tune in all right so while you're waiting this whole coronavirus and now curfews out at home uh, you could still have some fun betting with our partner betonline.ag there's no nba although the nba is coming back so something to look forward to there's no nhl although nhl might be coming back there's no mlb mlb is a shit show but don't worry bet online still has hundreds of games events and sports to wager on nascar's back madden 2k simulations ufc online casino with poker we got some KBO baseball, Japanese baseball starting up soon, Bundesliga. Be sure to check out the final dance with roundtable interviews from ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper as they discuss the Michael Jordan doc in full. There's still fun to be had at betonline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100. Um. Yeah, so to kind of switch topics up, you know, Orlando and I spoke about it, and honestly, with, sure, we just talked about, you know, the Invitational going on right now, but there's not really any sports going on. So on top of that, um, mixed with what is going on uh, as far as current events in, in our nation we felt like it would honestly be irresponsible to not at least give a couple thoughts on that um so you know i think i've said it i don't know if i've said it on the show before if you guys have never followed me on instagram or or twitter 
at the underscore styles file styles with an I. I am African American, like I said. Um, you know, my mom is born in Panama, but you know, she's black, and my dad is, you know, from the U.S., born in Chicago. He's black as well. So obviously, this hits home for me. And all I would say, you know, kind of to start this thing off, I think at this point, a lot of people know what we're looking for and what we want. Obviously, that's police reform. Um, but besides that, I would say that growing up in the suburbs, I feel like it's finally become a calling for me, or I figured out what one of my callings is. And, um, you know, last week was pretty tough. There was a lot going on. I've been in a couple different situations where things could have escalated. Not really. Sometimes it was my fault. Sometimes it wasn't. So when something like this happens, you think back onto all those situations and how it just could have went sideways. You know, I tell a story, everybody knows, uh, if you've been listening to the show, that I started at Sonoma State. Um, one of my best friends I met just randomly as a roommate at Sonoma State. And if you know Sonoma State, it's actually not in Sonoma. But uh, we remained really close friends and he came up and visited just back in February. Um, so we met up, He, him and his girlfriend and they brought uh, his, girl, his girlfriend's dog up to Sonoma. Um, and he said, hey, do you want to go wine tasting? Da, 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 da. So me and my girlfriend go. And we show up. Um, we do some wine tasting. We end up at a bar. We were at the bar. And basically, we're outside because, like I said, we have the dog. So there's four of us. I'm the only black person and the dog. And a group of three white patrons sit next to us, a different table. They brought a dog as well, you know, outside patio. Their dog starts, um, you know, sniffing our dog, small dog, you know, they can be pretty loud, uh, talking about their dog, not ours. Um, starts getting pretty loud and, you know, the owner's like, hey, do you mind if, you know, our dogs play together? Uh, you know, my friend says, no, no, no problem. They start playing with dog and mind you, we, they just sat down. We've been giving this bar money two, three rounds now. Um, but the dog is just being that annoying little dog, like humping the dog, like a bunch of, just too much. And you know, the bigger dogs are always like, hey, just chill out. So basically my friends try to say very loud, like say loudly, hey, stop that. Just kind of trying to say, hey, you know, to the owner, we're telling the dog to stop, but we're really telling you. The owner just like ignores it, right? So eventually they have to just be more direct and they just say straight to them, hey, like your dog is being like pretty aggressive. Can you just tell the dog to chill out? Um, the guy just didn't want to do that. You know, he starts saying, I believe we should let dogs be dogs. And you guys are just, you know, you know blowing this way out of proportion, starts cussing, all these types of things. Uh, and we're just like, you know, this is, you're taking it a little too far. Basically, he continues to speak to us. He stands up, right? Um, my friend who is 6'4 stands up. I, and for those the listeners, I am not 6'4. I wish I was. I am the opposite of 6'4. Um, he stands up. Huge heart. Huge yes, heart. huge height. Height doesn't measure heart. Shout out Marcus yeah. Stroman. Um, he stands up and he's like, hey man, like you need to chill out. And the guy just starts, F you this, F you that, all these types of things, like freaking out. So I get up. I get up and I say, um, I say, hey man. You should probably relax unless you want to get knocked out. 
as I say, and I, we, we, we were the ones speaking calmly and he was the one yelling. As I say that, the owner of the bar comes outside and now, you know, there's a group of seven of us all together. I'm the only black person. He looks at me and only me and says, hey, you need to leave right now, like immediately. We're, we're like, why do, why do I have to leave? He says, I heard you threaten someone. Now, saying someone is going to get knocked out is not the same as saying, I'm going to kill you. I have a gun, whatever the case may be. He tells me I have to leave, you know, and my mom was a federal agent. So I left. I did not fight it. I said, you know what? It is what it is. I left. I let my girlfriend and my friend's girl, we left together. My girlfriend, my friend's girlfriend kind of fought for me and said, we know why you're only telling him to leave. You didn't even tell the guys who started the issue to leave. And I posted that on my Instagram, on my personal account, um, not Styles Files. And I wanted people to know that as someone who grew up in the suburbs, that I might be a lot of people's only black friend. And what I've learned throughout this process is that a lot of people just feel, feel really disconnected. And I really applaud the people that have owned that and said, hey, Alan, like, can you help me understand? And when I posted that story, I had a friend of mine respond and say something that I didn't even think of. He said, it's crazy that when something like that happens to me, I'm just worried about, I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you making me leave? And because I felt like the tone in that owner's voice was, I will call the cops. And when the cops show up, just imagining, hey, there's a black, and we're in Sonoma. There's not a lot of black people in Sonoma. Hey, there's a black guy. He's threatening people. Just playing that over in my head was like, I need to get the hell out of here. And he, my friend said, it's crazy that I can, I can think just one step ahead and you have to think five steps ahead just because of things like that and what could happen. So it's been really, I've been really optimistic this current week on everything just because um, I have a lot of people reaching out that I didn't think would, you know, or I didn't think mm -hmm. care. And I've been purposely posting a lot and I have lost followers, you know, and um, I didn't have a ton to begin with, but I felt like it was a duty. And if I lose five followers, but 10 people have reached out to have conversations, um, that's a positive for me. So that's really my take on it. I don't think we need to sit here and, you know, discuss if the cop was wrong or not. I think if you don't think the cop is wrong, then there's just something wrong with you um, or, you know, or whatever the case may be. But just as far as the next steps, going out to vote, trying to get some type of police reform, um, those are the things that we're, that we're looking, you know, to try to do and how we're going to try to make a change. I went to a protest on Sunday, um, completely peaceful. And, you know, I left just feeling really like a lot better about the situation. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm ready to open, you know, that channel and let people ask me questions that might be kind of awkward. And we have had, I have had awkward conversations, but it's for the greater good because living in a world where, you know, it's all fine and good to get hammered with your friends. And, you know, and, and a lot of these guys I played baseball with, by the way, it's all good to get hammered with your friends and talk about nonsense. But as you get older and you start to have a family and, you start to think about, you know, the world outside of 
baseball and when the next game is, um, you start to figure out who's really your friend and who, who cares about the situation. So it's been optimistic for me in the midst of a very tough time. But um, yeah, I would say that that's really the, the main thing I would want to say on the situation. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Like, I mean, I, I texted you earlier this week, just wanting to just give you like, Hey bro, like this number one, it's our podcast. So like we do whatever the fuck we want with it. Right. And this is your platform. This is your like opportunity to just get whatever the hell you have out there because, and you said you've been positive, which is, which is awesome. And you, you would know more than me. Like, like yeah. you've experienced it. I've been so fortunate. One of the biggest things that I've talked with my parents about with my best friend. And I, I came from, I, I, like I said, I've been so lucky that my high school friend group, it was myself. I am Mexican, by the way, for those that don't know, I'm a Brown guy. And my friend group was myself, a black dude, an Asian dude, and a white dude. Right. So like we're, it's, and I'm growing up in the suburbs. So like the thing that I, that I was just, number one, I tried to listen as much as I could this weekend. Stories from Doc Rivers, stories from these athletes that are using their platforms about their own experiences. Like the the whole thing about the police talk where they're Mm -hmm. like, black fathers are having to tell black sons. Yeah. I mean, I had this this conversation. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know that. And that's why I, and it's not like, Oh, I I feel so bad. Like, like, what was me? It's like, man, like I'm ignorant to that shit. Yeah. Like that is the biggest thing that I, that has had the impact. Like, obviously you watch that video. If you're not nothing less than spine chilled by what occurred in the video, or what you have seen, I've seen 15 to 20 murders now just on my cell phone. Yeah. Like, bro, there's, there's not, there's one side to this shit. There's one side. It's the side. And you said you've lost followers, bro. If I'm losing the followers that uh, are, that are pro police killing people, then like, Hey, I'm, I'm great. I'm great being on the side of the anti, the anti-police killing people. Right. Uh, side. Like I'm great. I'm great. Believe me. (laughs) Like, right. And yeah. And to that point, whoever thinks that this is political is also an idiot because it's not political. (laughs) It's just right or wrong. Are you going to vote for the guy that's like, he's pro police killing people? That's the thing. It's like, there's, we, we talked about that. We, we, uh, we talked about the statistics and then there's going to be that one dickhead that's always like, well, white people, you know, they get shot more. It's like, well, if you look at how populations work and demographics, and it's also like, what are you saying? Are you trying to get into a cock measuring contest? Like, yeah. Oh, well, my close friend was unarmed and shot by the police as well. You don't see me crying about it. And it's like, you should be. You should be. You should be. Yeah. And I, yeah, I see that, um, that statistic going around everywhere. It's like 55 to, I don't know. It's like 20 for black. It, 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 it's lower, but people need to remember black people are only 13% of the damn population. (laughs) So the rates, yeah, the rate is still higher based on those numbers. Like that's the crazy, like, and that's the thing. People just take that to throw it out. I feel like they're not that stupid, but they just don't want to admit it. Cause it's like, dude, 
you were telling me how to do algebra. So I know in high school. So I know you know percentages. So how is it that you could see you could post something like this and not think about well, uh, it's called minority for a reason. So there's probably not as many black people. Maybe they're mad about the rate that they're getting killed versus the amount, but they don't want to think about that, you know. And those type of people, uh, yeah, the one side of it, the optimistic side is a lot of people are reaching out, you know. And my Facebook. Because Facebook is just like more of a, it's an older thread, right? Older demographic. Right. And um, there's more to say. You can only post so much on Instagram. And my Twitter, it just isn't really popping just because of like my timeline of, I was like graduating. I was like, I was in my senior year and I went to school over uh, across the country. So my Twitter is like weirdly filled with more East Coast people than like people from high school and it just never really grew. So Twitter doesn't really count for me, but so I just really count <laughs> Facebook. Um, and when you look at the people post posting things on Facebook, it's like, I know you follow me um, or you follow me before this. And I, I really don't understand what, what your take is um, and how your take could be any less than, you know, this is just wrong. I mean, and, and let's address something right now. A couple of things to say. The first thing I would say is, Protesting is protesting. Rioting and looting is rioting and looting. Those are Completely two different separate. things. Completely two different separate. things, two separate things. Do not loop, lump them together. I've seen, um, well, why is it, you know, yeah, sure, killing, you know, killing is wrong, but dis destroying businesses is wrong too. Sure, you're not wrong, but you also haven't, like, you also haven't actually addressed why they're doing it. And I, you know, I said this earlier in the week, it's oh, not one-to-one, -one, right? You. I saw a, a sign, right? I saw a sign on Twitter and it said, justice for blank. And they literally left the name blank. And then underneath they said, um, I'm going to leave this name blank because I'll probably need it next year. That post was from six years ago, six years ago. So if people are fed up and they don't want, and let's not even get started. I know you're a Niner fan, the Kaepernick thing, right? Nobody wanted him to kneel. Well, we tried it. Now you want, Hey, do it peacefully. We tried it. And I said, I said this too. I've been saying this all week, the idea that someone, and I tweeted it as well. The idea that someone who has never had to protest trying to tell people how to protest is the equivalent of someone that has never played basketball trying to tell Michael Jordan how to shoot a jump shot. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm not condoning asked, the rioting and looting. He asked the green beret too. Like, how should I protest? How should I peacefully protest? Right. Like, it's, there's, there's always a wrong answer. You know, look, I, I cannot disagree. Some of this stuff is a little ridiculous. Um, in Hayward, California, which is mostly minorities, these people were, they robbed the mall, of course, fine, whatever. They're invading houses. They're doing a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of these people, you know, we can, let's not get into, not, let's not speculate who, if it's a group or this or that. A lot of these people are young kids. A lot of these people are out there. They saw the Joker movie. They played, they grew up on Grand Theft Auto. They're living out their dreams and they have nowhere to go because it's a, because we're, there's no school. So they're just living out their crazy fantasies. Like, I don't think very many people are sitting there during a peaceful protest and then the peaceful protest ends and then they say, okay, 
let's go it's burn it all riot down. Time, yeah, baby. it's like, I don't think that's time. happening. There are two different sets of people. So please keep that in mind and stop lumping them together because it's not well, fair. Well, also, like, and, and I'm going to get to the optimism in, in a second here because you said you were optimistic. I do want to at least have some sort of light at the end of the tunnel because right. my generation and your generations, they're fucking about that action. Like, right. we're, we have no tolerance. We grew up watching this shit go down, like watching school shootings on our fucking phones and watching black people get innocent. Like they're just senseless murders that we have seen on our phones. So my generation and your generation, we're about that action. Like we're going to do whatever we can in our power to make sure this system changes. But like, I just don't under like, there's one side to this. There's no on the fence. It's like with every problem. And I I talk to my parents about this a lot with the homeless problem in Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Right. Where I just say like, because all they do is just keep throwing money at the problem. You can't just keep throwing money at the problem and, and expect it to go away. You have Mm -hmm. to find out why the shit happens. Like, why do we have so many homeless people here? why are people rioting and looting right now? Why, why are they doing that? Why is it just anarchy in the streets? Well, you keep shooting black people yeah. f- for no reason. You just keep killing unarmed black people for no reason. Mm-hmm. So if you do that enough and, and, and then if you want to like the argument of the systematic, like go look up what redlining is, go look up what, world war two black veterans had to deal with when they came back from war. Like, yeah, go look that shit. It's not hard. It takes five minutes. There's a video. Yeah. There's a video going around that. And I posted it on my Facebook and personal Instagram that explains, um, that explains systematic racism very well, better than, than I could, because I've been asked and I know what it is, but you know, people want facts and people like, you know, want to, really know and learn, I, I would suggest it's all over the internet. I think Viola Davis uh, posted about it. I got mine from Meek Mill. Um, so definitely try to find that if you have questions and if you have unbiased questions and you really just, even if you have biased questions, it, um, it might change your mind, might not, you know? Um, right. And yeah, we may, man. Yeah, like I said, we may lose some some followers but like yeah i mean look let's be honest baseball is a it's a good old boy sport so i've been i've been around it um you know i got and that's the thing i was told that um i don't know if i should say that school or not but a school in virginia uh basically they were very famous for like where the right fielder was and or center fielder was very close to where the students could um, where the students could yell and kind of, you know, give them a hard time. And a, a guy who was there my junior year told me, yeah, man, like we, <laughs> when we went out there, it was bad. Like, all I'm going to say is it was bad. Like, just be prepared. So I was only at Temple my junior, senior year. That junior year, we played them at home. Senior year, um, A, I was in left field, and B, we played them so late in the year that they had already started packing up to leave. So it was a pretty empty setting. But just the idea um, that a lot of people, even throughout all these different deaths from 
Eric Gardner to uh, Ahmad Arbery, who happened in the guy, what was he, like a retired cop or something? You know this what guy, I mean? He's like, part of the district attorney. He had some it, sort of connection. And it came and out today so that, that the kid literally did nothing wrong. He just knew that he was going to do something wrong. Like He had a hunch. He had a hunch. That's what he said. Listen, you want to perform a question the guy? whatever right like you want to ask him a question you want to ask him hey is that 20 george floyd is that 20 dollar bill forged i know what the punishment's not right I, it's, it's it's not the death penalty yeah yeah That's and true. you know the idea of all these mass murderers who uh happen to be white getting getting walked out of their situations offered water you know all they none of them have died in the situation and it's ridiculous. Um, and even now, uh, with the protests going on, I saw yesterday, and you know, we don't want to get into a black hole here, but I saw yesterday some dude rolls up dressed like a, like he's in the military with like an AR-15, like wild stuff. And the cops just let him just say, "Hey, like that's that's a little too much," and ask him to leave. First of all, do you but, think he's going to leave? And second of all, let's just think about whether that, like, if that guy was black. Let's just play that game. How would that have gone down? Well, there was also the 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 protests from the the COVID protests that we were texting about it, where there's this guy was walking into he I didn't first of all I didn't know that you could buy a bazooka. Yeah. I had no idea you could buy a bazooka anyway. This guy's walking into Subway. He's getting a five dollar foot long, getting a, a meatball. He's getting a meatball marinara, loading that bitch up with a, not only a bazooka. I'm not going to say, I was going to say my guy. He's not my guy. We'll never, guy. never be my guy. Not a friend <laughs> not, of the show. Not a friend of the show. Not my guy has a dual revolvers right. in his like holsters with the bazooka. And it's like, what, what do we got? Like we got, they're, they're militarizing the police. Granted, they're like, they're militarizing the police. Like, yeah. Whereas these guys are walking into, you know, CVS with heavy armed, like, I don't know where they, they had to have got them off the black market. I have no idea. It's literally the wild, wild west at this point. And um, it's, it's crazy, man. I just, I want people to know that on this show, taking it back to the optimistic side of things, if you have any questions Feel free to hit me up. Like I said, Instagram and Twitter, you know the handle. Um, I, I mean, I just think that we have gotten to a very important first step of people asking and wanting to learn or seeming to want to learn. And that's all we can ask for. But the thing is, when these protests end, and, you know, we haven't even really talked about, like, Drew Brees, whatever, he He's been canceled to me. I wanted to like him because he's like a, a smaller guy who like overcame some like athletic adversity because he, you know, he has no, no other adversity than that. But, um, you know, he just doesn't get it. He, uh, he put out an apology today because he had to. Um, I don't like people getting upset with Alvin Kamara be, for kind of saying, hey, I had to talk with Drew Brees, da 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 da. Whatever. I mean, what is he supposed to do? Like they're still teammates the and same it's, team. it's a job. You like I've never put sports. Yeah. Put it, put it in yes. the context of like your job, like, and this person does hold more power than you. Um, it, so people that's, that's, that's stupid to me, but yeah, I don't know how to feel about that whole blackout Tuesday thing. Um, am I supposed to think that all these 
players, you know, the white players in general, or you know, specifically care because they posted a black square on Tuesday. No, not really. You know, not really. But I get I I I'm glad, you know, they also didn't have to. So I'm trying to be fair in that aspect. But um, yeah, there's just a lot, man. There's just a lot. But I would just say anybody that has any questions, um, I think that from because of my upbringing and because of who I grew up around, you know, uh, white people, black people, a lot of different people, um, that I have a pr pretty good handle on how to explain things and how to not make people feel bad for things that they might be too scared to ask. And like I said, these things can get awkward, you know, but, you know, reach out to, if it's not me, reach out to someone that you feel comfortable enough. And I guarantee you, if you do it the right way, um, they will be, even if it's awkward, they will be very appreciative that you care enough to reach out that could not have of course i there's no way in hell i would have been able to say it any better so ask alan please because i'm i don't know anything i'm still trying more like i'm trying to educate myself as best i can i consider myself a history i love history and i still am ignorant to this stuff like i need to right. know more i still need to educate myself more ask because the more too the less awkward it gets it's like right. i don't know self like but if you can just myself and Alan could probably joke about this stuff and like find common ground in ways that we can move forward with with this and i would just like to say for optimism that it's been great seeing the baseball of outpouring of support and it's not just posting the black box because that's not really how you help you help by donating to Breonna Taylor's case fund. You donate, um, you know, to George Floyd's family fund. You donate supplies. You help clean up the streets. Like, there's there's plenty of ways that you can help with your actions. Obviously, trying, you know, reaching out to people and, and asking that. But the outpouring of support from the baseball community from not just posting the Black Square. One of my buddies, Nolan Hoffman, who's with the Mariners, mm. He went to the Houston protest. He's a white dude. Great kid. Went to the Houston protest. All the black players that I've seen from the Mariners that are, you know, outpouring on social media, like their experiences, what it's like talking to people, being open-minded about it. It's great to see. And for the first time, because this doesn't feel, this feels different than any time in my life. Mm -hmm. It really does. Like yeah. Ferguson was one thing, but we didn't get to, and, and it, this is the shit that breaks my heart. We didn't see it. Like that's like yeah. a society. They didn't, they didn't see it. Right. Yeah. Like, is that. And there is no, for this situation, what I found is that there was no, he shouldn't have been resisting or no. anything like that. Any normal sane person is saying is horrified like every 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 normal person that i've seen has been horrified by what they've seen so just like the whole outpouring of of all these baseball players that i'm seeing 
that have, and some that I truly believe have actually changed their stance from, you know, when Kaepernick, of course, kneeled. I know when Kaepernick first kneeled, I'll admit it. I was like, well, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, right. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm I, Like I said, I was so ignorant. Like, mm-hmm. I'm over here just thinking about my own experiences. And I was listening to Arian Foster on Pardon My Take, who had a really good, um, you know, he had great things to say. And he was just saying, look, look, like, that's not, that could be your experience. It's not my experience. It's not a lot of American citizens experiences, right? Like these are Americans. These are fellow Americans. That's not their experience here. So you have to understand that you have to listen to that. So I think, you know, this is different from any time in my life because I have optimism for both of our generations. Yeah. Definitely, man. Well, you know, I want to thank you for reaching out to me and kind of giving me the green light to just speak on anything. I want to thank Believe Podcast Network as well for giving us a platform every week, but especially at a time like this where we can use it for the greater good. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening, as always. Uh, Next week, we will probably be... I'm trying to think if today is the... Today is the fourth. Will we, 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 we'll probably have another episode before the draft. So we'll do some draft preview stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. And, and we'll also do our uh, best, best destinations for some best I won't do worst. Maybe I'll do just the lone worst. Yes. One yes. worst. Okay. Um, well, thanks everybody for listening. Tell your friends about us. Get the good word out about this episode in particular. I think it's a very good uh, learning opportunity for everyone. And just continue to be positive. Continue to do what you need to do in your community. Stay safe out there. There's still a pandemic, uh, by the way. Um, And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.